Once again, thanks so much for being here, Dr. Rapp. I know your your schedule has been absolutely crazy. I know a lot of our our viewers want to know a little bit about you. Now, we all know you're an avid Texas Tech Red Raider fan. Yes, I am. We know that. So can you kind of maybe start maybe from around that point or even back up a little before that and bring us all the way current? Sure. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for letting me be here today and talk with the listeners about our great school district and and i'm happy to share a little bit about myself so people do feel like they know a little bit more about this person who's leading the district that takes care of the future which is our kids for me i really want to go back to why did i choose to become a teacher in the first place because i think it's important that people know the role that education played in my life and so ultimately i had a third grade teacher her name was Miss Robertson, who really took care of me during a traumatic third grade year. I grew up uh, the daughter of a single mom who did not have a college degree and who, who was a wonderful, uh, stable force in my life. But I'm proud to say, thanks to education, that uh, I became the first female in my family to have a college degree and a master's degree and ultimately a doctorate degree. And so I chose teaching because education had such an impact on my life. It really got me out of circumstances and and really changed my path. And so I got an undergraduate degree from Texas Tech University, graduated from there in 1996, came to the Colony High School to be a math teacher because at the end of the day, I wanted to change kids lives just like my life had been changed and I chose math because I believe so strongly that it helps give you problem solving skills that help you in life and I wanted kids to love it and I knew math wasn't something that students tended to like and uh, and I just felt like I could help them develop those problem solving skills they would need for the future so went to the Colony High School in 1996 and supported Cougar Nation for eight years And then ultimately from there, stepped out of the classroom to help support our school district with math curriculum and support math teachers. And I did that for a while. And then I was asked to lead curriculum development for the whole district, pre-K through 12, all content areas. And then I did that for a season of time. And then when Dr. Rogers became superintendent seven years ago, he hired me to be the assistant superintendent of learning and teaching. And in that time, I had the opportunity to learn about uh, public education being under attack, really, by people. And the narrative that public education is not the best choice for students and really felt the calling to get my doctorate degree and and step up when it was going to be time. There's going to need to be a next generation of leaders to protect this institution that I really believe is the foundation of our society and our best investment in the future of our communities. So I got my doctorate degree from Dallas Baptist University. And after graduating with that, Dr. Rogers promoted me to deputy superintendent, and I served him in that role for the last three years of his seven years as superintendent. And and from there, uh, you know, decided to apply to become the superintendent of Louisville ISD. And, and so I'm proud of, of all of my education along the way. Uh, got my master's from Texas Woman's University and just all of the universities that have been a part 
of my background have shaped who I am, but most importantly, the wonderful teachers that I had in school really allowed me to see that you don't have to be defined by your circumstances. And my story and my path really says that. And I'm proud, uh, like I said, not only to be the first person in my family to earn a college degree, but then to be the first female to be selected as superintendent of Louisville ISD. What an awesome story. That is just so great to hear. I got to hear a little bit of that at a uh, luncheon, you know, just a few weeks ago. And I said, oh, man, I hope she she says that same thing. Cause yeah. that, that's what, so your entire education career yes. has been with LISD. Yes. So I'm in my 26th year that's with Louisville ISD. Spent my whole career here. I think I'm a testimony to the investment that our school district makes in its employees. And I think that sets us apart, which we'll talk more about yeah. later, I know. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's coming up. But before I even get to that, I was going to ask you, because you just mentioned it. You know, in my position, I'm out always talking up LISD, but also, like you said, I also talk up public education. Mm-hmm. I think I think public the the term itself and and publication uh, public education in general is taking a pretty bad rap, especially mm-hmm. in Texas. No, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Yeah, no that, pun you know, intended. We'll get to that when we talk about your communication <laughs> yes. uh, skills there. Before we move on, let's now hear from our sponsor, Bank of England. Hello, this is Sean and Marcus with Bank of England Mortgage for your LISD podcast series. That's right. Hey, we want to reach out to our LISD family because we are actually LISD family as well. Sean and I graduated from Marcus High School back in 97. That's right. And don't get it confused. Marcus Lepp actually graduated from Marcus High School. So even more of a tie. We're both alumni. We're here to give back. We are here to give back. Give to you. Teach you how to buy a house. That's right. We have tons of programs. We're licensed nationwide. Down payment assistance. Anything you're looking for, whether it's looking to purchase, buy, or just get some more info, guys, come check us out. Maybe refinance, get some cash out. That's right. Equity is going up these days. Come ask us. Everything's free to you guys. Check us out online. It's boetexas.com slash LISD. Talk to you soon. boetexas.com slash LISD. So, um... What do you think about that? What do you think about this, the, the current status of public education, especially in Texas? Yes, I do think that there is a narrative against traditional public education, especially in Texas, but really across the country. I think there's a narrative that that uh, school choice is, is better for society than a traditional public education. I the par- The problem I have with that narrative is our society that has created many entrepreneurs, creative types, what we're so proud of with our economy in Texas and and our state being a leader in all the states. Public education is what's graduating the majority of students exactly. in it, our state. Exactly. So the system's not broken. The the public education system, they our schools are the heartbeat of their communities. I grew up in a very small town, and I can tell you that th- that town was wrapped around, no pun intended. There we go. There we go again. Uh, around the schools. And you see it here in Louisville ISD, the, the pride, the camaraderie, the community. the it, we, br- we are what brings the community together. 
we are what allows students to interact with each other from all different kinds of backgrounds and cultural uh, backgrounds and experiences. And so I think we have to stand up against that narrative because I think if we don't, it, it will harm our society to not have traditional public education. You're right. And, and I think that that in itself is one of the things I think that sets us apart from so many other different uh, educational alternatives. I mean, you're not going to get one thing I always say is when you when you look at what I consider our competition, whether it be homeschooling, whether mm-hmm. it be charters, uh, you're just not going to see that. You're not going to get any. I say any. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of what what you know the benefits that public education brings especially right. here right don't you think i think so i and i know that families have to make a decision they feel like is best for their family right. uh and it, but at the end of the day you know there's no greater accountability system than with traditional public education we have a locally elected board of trustees that is held accountable by our community with the ultimate power of decision making in who they vote in to serve in those seven chairs that hold us accountable for the financial transparency of our resources and the learning for our students. And nowhere else is there a system in a different choice program that has that level of accountability to the taxpayers and the use of taxpayer dollars. And, and I'm proud that we're a part of that accountability system with the locally elected board. I think that's one of the keys. You're right. I, I think the word accountability right there is is one of the most important things in that whole scenario. I really yeah. do. So right along those lines, as we were saying earlier about the things that set us apart, yes. can you give us some of your thoughts? Uh, I have my own long list of things that I always talk about, but what are two or three of the things that you feel really sets LISD apart from everybody else? Yes, you know, first and foremost, I'm going to I'm going to go back to the investment we make in our staff. And I'm going to start there because at the end of the day, having highly qualified staff to teach our students is is what sets our district apart. We have a staff that is well-trained constantly being uh, educated on the latest research-based practices. You know, no one wants to feel as though their child is an experiment. And I also think that's part of the problem with charters and school choice is that you don't have the backing of great research-based training like what we have in our school district. So our staff is definitely one of the reasons why I would say people should choose our schools. The retention rate alone, you're right. Our retention rate is is really strong. Uh, You know, we have staff like myself who've been here 26 years or more, and then we have staff who are just starting their careers. We have a very well-balanced makeup of years of experience in our teachers, which is a benefit to the organization and to our kids to have that wide range of, of experiences. You know, the other thing I think that sets us apart is how we're always looking to ensure that our programs and our resources are state of the art with our taxpayer dollars. Tech West is an example of that. The support of our community for the 2017 bond, which is another hallmark of public education, allowed us to have this amazing facility and expand our programs of choice. Our STEM academies are are something we're very proud of as we know how important technology, math, and science is to the future of the workforce. Our dual language programs and our Spanish immersion programs that allow our students to develop multiple languages. Our fine arts and athletics 
our our winners across the state when we show up to a place to compete other school districts get nervous uh, you know we're very proud of that we have a long-standing reputation of quality programs we have wonderful career and college readiness programs we've got robust dual credit we've got a collegiate academy we've got advanced placement courses we really provide our students with a wide array of choices both in and out of the classroom and we're we're constantly asking the question are we doing the best for creating the future workforce and I don't think you can ask much more of an organization than to constantly be analyzing what do we need to be offering for kids that prepares them for the future they're going to face that's so well said you know and speaking of that when you said that uh, when you sh- when we show up at a competition the other schools kind of worry yes. I-, I i had the honor to interview uh, uh christy lyles our new athletic director here recently yes. and she she made a, a point to say that that lsd has won a state title the last 10 years in a row in one sport or the other yes how many schools can say that how many districts can say that yes so you're right i think yes. uh, and there's just so many of them i mean you, you named three or four right there and and those are each one of those are things that we've actually tried to focus some of our podcast on in fact the last uh, uh podcast number four was dr rivera yes we talked about all the uh, the immersion programs. programs and the language programs it was just awesome okay so we know that it's not going to always be milk and honey down these roads, that there are obstacles. There are some major challenges. Or, I don't want to say major challenges, but there are challenges. Yep, there Can are. you tell us, what, what are some of those that you think um, you're going to be dealing with possibly? Well, one of the challenges goes back to actually staff. We know that uh, we have a generation of educators who are closer to retirement, And we know that the pipeline of students who are choosing to enter education as their choice in college and the university programs is not at the same pace of our educators who are reaching retirement age. This was going to be an issue before the pandemic hit. What's happened is the pandemic has accelerated people's decisions to do something different with their life or go ahead and and retire and go spend time with their grandchildren or um, go choose, you know, to do something else. And so it's accelerated the pace at which we're facing a, a shrinking pipeline. And so staffing is one of the top challenges, recruiting new staff to the district, retaining the staff that we have. One thing we know is we have quality special education programs that sets that's a part as well we have people who move to our school district because of the reputation in serving our students with unique needs and learning differences and that's that's a field where there's not a lot of students choosing to become special educators so we are going to have to get creative i'm proud to say we've awarded grants to paraprofessionals who are aides that are in our classrooms. Several of those were in our special education classrooms to help them finish and earn their teaching certification. Our board just passed the highest raise for campus staff that that I think has been over the last 10 years, uh, one of the highest raises they'll receive. But a challenge with that is that we are not increasing in our financial resources the state, what happens is as our property values go up, the state contribution to our schools goes down. 
and special education itself has never been fully funded from the federal government or at the state level. We spend about $40 million more on special education than what we are provided from the state and the federal government. And so that's a challenge. How do you competitively pay your staff, ensure you have the resources you need uh, when, when your budget is shrinking? Because ultimately, our enrollment is shrinking a little bit, which is probably the third challenge because it creates a financial challenge. Our, the price values of our homes make it difficult for new families to move into our area. People love our community and they stay in their homes. And so our homes don't tend to sell at the rate of a fast growth community anymore. We were fast growth at one time. When I came here, there were three high schools, LHS, Marcus, and the Colony. And I got to see Hebron become opened and Flower Mound and and people love their neighborhoods. And as their kids graduate, they're staying in the neighborhood, which is great, but it doesn't generate new students to the school district. So those are probably our top challenges. Actually, I guess, I mean, you're right, challenges, but good problems to have, really, it is. right? It I is. mean, uh, when you when you compare to the alternative, obviously. Yeah. Well, there's a few more things I want to, okay. to ask you about. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce you to our second sponsor, Shield Sports. We'll be right back. The Colony Shields is the world's largest destination sporting goods store. With over 85 specialty shops, they have everything from clothing and shoes to camping, hunting, fishing, and more. The Shields shopping experience also includes a variety of different attractions, experiences, and photo opportunities throughout the store. Whether you want to ride the 65-foot Ferris wheel or spend time looking at the fish in their 16,000-gallon aquarium, this sporting goods store really does have something for everyone. Stop by Shields in the Colony today. All right. Well, welcome back. Well, um, you know, Dr. Rapp, you have um, uh, you have spoken a lot in the past on the role that that you feel parents play in the overall success of really everything the mm-hmm. the success of their 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 kids' education, the ex, the success of how LISD and the and the and the parents and the students work together. What 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 really do you think that the parents can do to help that situation and make make our district even better than it is? Yeah, that's a great question, Bill. I I do believe strongly in the support of our parents or or a trusted adult, a community member in the life of a student is is critical to the to the success of students and to the support of our schools and and having parents who support our schools who get involved in the education of their child a that that helps their child also connect with them and it helps them better support their child at home in their learning which which this is a partnership education is is truly a partnership between the schools and the parents and ultimately we know that we serve a a wide a range, a wide array of students who come from a wide variety of backgrounds. And we know that not every student in our school district uh, has a parent who can be involved as much as they would like in the education of their child. We know we have parents who work multiple jobs throughout the day to make ends meet. And so, you know, that's why it's so important that our community members get also involved in our schools. The power of mentoring a student, the power of a student seeing an adult that's supporting their teacher, that's valuing education, it makes more of an impact than what people even really realize. 
and it helps lift our teachers up. You know, I talked about the challenge of keeping staff. And one of the things that always happens when parents or community members are in our buildings is they're impressed with our teachers. They compliment them. They compliment our principals, our assistant principals. They go out and they tell how great our schools are. And that honestly provides more encouragement to a teacher than to, and to a principal than sometimes what we could even pay them for. These people got into these jobs to serve. They're wanting to help kids. They're wanting to make a difference. And so a positive word to them goes such a long way. And so I would just say to all the parents, the community members who are listening, your partnership in our schools and support of our schools, it helps not only your child, but it helps our community stay strong. And it helps our kids see that education is important. Education is something they need to take seriously. There are students in other countries who don't get the right every day to get an education that can help them find their passion, help their workforce, give back to their community, or get out of whatever circumstances they may be in. So support of people in our schools is just critical. You know, you're so right, and I, I, that was really well said. And, and I have first, uh, uh, first knowledge on that on, uh, with our incubator program, as a mm-hmm. mentor of our incubator program, yes. to see what uh, being a coach or a mentor does. You're so right. The, just the way they react to you and, and the, the appreciation that they have, the students themselves have over mm-hmm. that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that when I first started with the district, and another uh, person in administration said to me, I thought was really interesting. They said that, you know, in, sometimes it's hard to stay focused and, 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 and keep intact with their vision, you know, and keep strong. And whenever things started to kind of go bad or they had a bad day, they couldn't wait to get back into the classroom around students. Yes. That was that was this this gentleman's number one thing. It said as soon if I could get back in front of kids, I'm fine. And it yeah. would it would settle all the problems and and it would make everything worthwhile again. Do you have anything that you kind of do that uh, you know, to try to stay focused to in when those obstacles and challenges really kind of grab you and do you have anything special that you do? Yeah. You know, Bill, I would say a couple of things. One, I really work to always be connecting with teachers, principals, assistant principals, and kids. For me, any, uh, any connection that I have every single day with helping support one of our campus leaders, helping support one of our department leaders, and ultimately, yes, being on campus with kids and with teachers will always keep you grounded into why that's the word I was looking for it definitely keeps you grounded into uh, why yes, you yes, do yes. this in the first place you know yeah. kids have a, a great energy they that you know our younger students have great questions that they want to either find the answers to or or help solve and our middle school students our high school students just them figuring out who they are what do they like to do what are they passionate about you know I've I have so many stories about kids who are giving back to our community, kids who are encouraging their teachers, kids who are supporting, you know, a a cause, a need. They're wanting to make their schools better. I had a kid stop me in the parking lot. He had seen my picture uh, somewhere, of course, around. You're famous now. And he said, you can help make the lunch food better, you know. (laughs) And I love that. Some people might view that as, well, 
is that a complaint? And, and I don't view it that way. I view it as a as a kid wanting to make our school better. And that's my Absolutely. job to, to listen to those ideas and see how we can improve. And our, our cafeteria staff does a great job. And having a student that wants to help support them is, is critical. So all of those kind of things keep me grounded. On that, those that's hard so days. awesome. Yeah, because you wouldn't know that there, I'm not saying there's a problem, but you wouldn't even know about that unless that's right. that particular student happened to uh, walk up to you and tell you that. That's right. That's well, I think we've already kind of got a taste of your awesome communication skills. I, I think well, that not only in this podcast, but from what we've seen, you have been in, in 60 days. I mean, you've been out there. Yes. So tell us a little bit about, you know, Dr. Rapp's communication uh, uh, plans uh, and what the expectations can be for us yes. all. Yes, well, I'm so proud to get to brag on our communications team and on you <laughs> and the work that uh, our great our great team in communications is doing to help bring that communications vision to life. Uh, you know, my my hope and wish was to establish regular communication cycles with our staff and with our community. And so one of the things that our team helped me with right from the start was getting my staff and community newsletters. So the wrap up for staff and everybody the loves that. There's so for, many ways you can use that word. Right? I know who yeah. would have thought really yeah. that that's possible, but yeah. um, right from the start, just establishing that I'm going to be communicating the stories, the needs of our school district, highlighting the work of our board as well, because they give tirelessly to our school district, but the communications team, all of, all of them uh, have just knocked it out of the park with supporting my vision of being able to get input, feedback, uh, communicate in a variety of ways through social media channels, through those newsletters, through videos, uh, through this podcast today, uh, through all of the meetings, the meet and greets, the 100-day whirlwind tour that i'm on to see people which has its own hashtag called in fact we didn't mention that did we yeah the hundred day tour that's 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 and you're 60 something days into that yes and that's to try to reach every school yes yes every campus it will take me all the way till the end of the school year to get around to all the schools that's so awesome a a smidge beyond the hundred days wow but really to get out there see everybody get input from them get their feedback as well I have an easy just QR code. I tell them, you know, it's not that I don't know our school district, but to get as much input from our staff and our community in this 100 days as possible helps me make me- make better decisions for our district. But I'm proud to uh, to be visible on social media and thankful this, for the support. And I've already heard people say that uh, they're so thankful for the newsletters. They're excited about what I'm putting in there. I I love to get feedback about what people want to see in the newsletters. And should we face uh, any kind of continued crisis again or emergency, you'll see that communication uh, also will have its own dedicated format. It It will be regular in its delivery to our families and to our staff. If sometimes to say nothing more than all is okay, and we're continuing to respond. So I, I just plan on telling the stories of our school district, helping our community understand our schools, support our schools, and and just be able to celebrate our great staff, our departments, and our, our teachers. Couldn't have said it better. What a great way to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, well, listen, thank you so much, Dr. Rapp, for, for coming out. I know thank your schedule's you. been absolutely crazy and continued 
best of luck to you. Thank you, in, and I look in, forward in to coming back. Again. Absolutely, yeah. We, we're, I think I've already made some notes on things that we can we can talk about all next right. time. That'd be great. Thanks and thanks it. to all of you for watching. I want to thank our amazing crew. Remember, this is a, a, a complete hundred percent student run crew here. I'd like to thank everybody. So until next time, from all of us at LISD, go out and make it a great day.